Hello and welcome back to BizPod. On today's episode, we talk with Hannah Gordon, a good friend and an amazing entrepreneur. CEO and founder of Crossroad Games and generally just a, such an inspirational entrepreneur. We talk about the mythical F word. Find out more and enjoy the episode. Oh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good. Um, been been working away uh, that that grindstone of of endless work, um, and you know, very excited to talk to you, of course. Um, oh no, I know the feeling. <laughs> work never ends. How's things been faring you? Perpetual yeah. nightmare that one. Oh, just just weird. Um, then start started a new job a couple of weeks ago, so. That's been a roller coaster of, of things trying to manage everything, but but no, it feels like things are heading kind of in the right direction. You know what I mean? When you're, you know, yeah. I mean, I was so worried about after COVID trying to like manage everything. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> it's um, yeah. How, how have you been finding that? Because obviously you're you're still working on uh, your current projects with the, the company and such, and now you've got this. Uh, new thing to, to Jenga on top. <laughs> it's, it's literally Jenga, so it's a full-time job. So I'm doing that like 40 hours a week. So I'm literally doing all the, the stuff for the demo on that and my other time in the weekend at the moment and trying to renovate our home as well to, to live in it. So it's, 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 it's Jenga. It's <laughs> Jenga so much. but and, and you're doing it flawlessly, honey. You're doing it flawlessly. Flawlessly, as I sit and I go, oh gosh, what am I doing with my life? But drink your tea and then go to work. I, I won't lie, I was kind of amazed when you, I think it was on LinkedIn, you, you mentioned about getting a new job and uh, I think they had shared something of, look at our cool new employees, they're fantastic, which of course you are. And it's Kelso you're working in, isn't it? Yeah, it's Kelso. So um, oh, that's such a commute. So Ahum is is like a clothing brand. Ah, it's only fifty minutes from where I am, and in, in the car, you know, it's it's a beautiful drive down, and that's Rachel. And Rachel is like a really like she's an amazing person. You know, she's she's thirty years old, and she's like a, a managing director of this company, and she's she's just really inspiring, like how she's like going about things, and and we, and I'm part of that plan doing like more content creating for them so for them it's, it's just really nice to have someone to be able to do that for them yeah so so yeah no I, I mean I really love I'm really loving working with her and she's just you know like has such good energy so it's, it's really nice is that is that the renovation in the background there <laughs> Alex <laughs> yes yeah, so how have you you've been finding time or is it so full-time job are you in five days a week are you doing stuff remotely um five days a week at the moment nothing's really done remotely because as i said this place isn't really in shape to Mm. do at home stuff but no just just having to you know manage everything at once um but like i said the drive down's no bother for me and when i work there like you know i'm not just sitting at a desk i'm I'm going out i'm taking video doing photos seeing people manage managing stuff so for me it's you know it's not just like sitting at a desk it's it's actually been quite proactive because as they say you know being entrepreneurial it's 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 a mindset like you have entrepreneurial people that work in companies because you still need that skill set and you still need that state of mind you know like of people because you find that like entrepreneurial people are Mm -hmm. a little bit more proactive 
and, and do a lot more work. So it's really funny because it's like all my entrepreneurial skills are now being combined and used you know, in a workplace. So, so it's always been really interesting. I guess, is this the first main time that you've sort of shifted from not necessarily freelance, but a bit more you running the shop to sort of somebody else or? No, definitely. I mean, it's, it, I would say, you know, cause I think I've told you before Louise, it's really hard doing stuff on your own. Um, but now, you know, I mean, when you're when you're especially doing entrepreneurship, I mean, even though I have like my programmer and that at the end of the day, you know, I'm responsible for things getting done. So I would say it's, it's been really interesting going from that to like a team setting where everyone is there to not just support you, but also, you know, they're, they're really excited just to get the job done as well. Mm. So so when I actually got hired he's um james james one of my other managers made made a kind of a joke saying you're a bit of a unicorn aren't you i was like what do you mean he's like well we were actually looking for someone that could do many things at once so not someone who just does video or just does social media or just does copyright and we were looking for someone that could be that person that could do a bit of everything and actually you know like have all that knowledge in photography, videography, um, social media, professional writing. So, but I sort of just laughed back at him. It's like, a unicorn's a joke. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know what I mean? It's a natural joke that we have on LinkedIn and stuff, you know, like, because unicorns don't exist. And that, yeah. you know, people who look for unicorns aren't going to get a unicorn. But, no, no. no it's, it's just been really interesting. You know, it's, it's definitely like a, a little bit mm. of a weight off your shoulders, I'd say. I mean, it's a different, uh, not even a weight off your shoulders, but it's a different kind of weight, if you get me. You know, you're, yeah, you're responsible yeah. in a different way. Yes. No, that's how, that's all I say, that responsible in a different There's way. There's like a fear, a different kind of a fear that I think entrepreneurship and definitely like starting a business kind of adds that then when you're working for somebody else I mean there's somebody else is higher up who's got that fear that then you're more like a cog in the machine but I think still like a vital part I, I think I've felt similar things when working on an internship that especially there's kind of an odd feeling when the work is no longer directly yours either it's okay this is the work that I'm doing as part of this and um, have you found it easy to kind of sort of detach yourself a bit more from the work or do you feel like it's still very much your, your creation? No, I mean, I think what, what you tend to struggle with is because you're in, like I said, because you're still in this entrepreneurial mindset, you know, my mum very cleverly said, you know, like, Hannah, this is going to take over your life. <laughs> so, so you still find yourself being that proactive person, even in that job. So when I'm doing photos because of the type of person I'm on, I'm like, oh, maybe if at the weekend I do this type of photo and, you know, when I go out for a walk, I'll yeah. take this type of photo. And then that can add, to, you know, that's just the person you are. You know, when you are a creative person, you'll, you'll understand, you know, like doing stuff, it, it, it does start to consume you because, you know, like part, part of you, it, part of you does have a passion for creating content, for doing stuff as well. So I find that naturally, even though like I've got the video game, I'm doing other stuff, it's like I'm always working. I'm always in a work state of mind because yeah. that's just a type of person that, that I am because creativity has somehow moved into workflow and then there doesn't seem to be that much separation between us. It's, it's kind of very inspirational to hear what you're, you're saying there about just kind of having that uh, persistent uh, kind of working mindset 
uh, do you kind of feel that's something that you've picked up along the way or did you have kind of some inspiring people kind of growing up that have kind of embodied that within you i think i broke as a person a few years ago oh not gonna lie to you anton like just ex experience having been a cog in a company i think oh yeah i had talked to louise about, louise about this before i kind of was in a corporate setting and i was working a job that maybe not necessarily mm. bad like I, it wasn't i wasn't interested in it but it was that i was just absolutely having a terrible time yeah i think there's some really difficult stuff that comes from a toxic work environment um, oh yeah which i don't yeah. necessarily think has to only be corporate oh yeah i think that even just in regards to if you work yourself really hard or if you you know are working with somebody else who is difficult or or who has their own ideas i think work can come one of those things that sort of destroys your mind because at the end of the day especially when being creative and entrepreneurial it reflects so much back on you because you're having to be that driving force no no definitely i mean i just remember you know i just finished my internship at standard life and i was having a bit of a high because i had six months of doing really well doing lots of stuff but then what kind of happened for me was that you know i got this other job um I, you know i'd sp spoken to the to the boss and she seemed really lovely and then you know i mean yeah the actual job was at a, a university level but she was like you know what you know i've met you i think you can really do this i'm just going to drop it like, like i'm just going to like, like like you know like i mean like have you and i was like so excited and the yeah. first maybe red flag I had was that when I went in, that, you know, when I went to sign the contract, it was a grand lower than what was advertised. Yeah, already shifted. And then I was like, hey, you know, I was like, hey, you know, was, was that a mistake? You know, at all? Like, and they're like, oh, no, no, you know, we, we did get someone who was less qualified than what we were looking for. And, and Mala won't go into that much more detail. I remember near the end, you know, we weren't even on speaking terms. That was how bad it had gone. I, I had like a sort of HR manager in between. And I said, look, this is the job I was advertised. You know, and these are what they said the responsibilities were. And I think the list that they, they had given me to review my thing, you know, with all this going on, had about 30 plus more responsibilities listed. And I said, can you just show this to her and just say, you know, just say, you know, how can I manage this role when you want me to manage this other role and then also do the creative stuff for you and then also mm. do, you know, like the management side for you and also team management. And, and, you know, I wasn't allowed to ask that question and I thought, right, <laughs> time to go. Yeah. And I mean, good, good for you. Cause you know, we met you through the university and, um, was it that you started Crossroad Games after that or did you start Crossroad before? So Crossroad Games began in my third year of university because it was actually just done as kind of like a project. You know, you know what it's like. They tell you to write a business plan and you think, right, hmm. what's the first thing to, to kind of come up with? And I, worked on, and I worked on a team and, you know, we went all together, aka I just worked on most of it. <laughs> low, low key, mm. you know, because you know they must have thought, oh, it's her thing, you know, she she's got to do lots of it. But at the end of the day, you know, it was made, and I decided actually, you know what, I'll I'll make a run of it. Mm. Let's try and see what what we can do with this. And so that's kind of how like Crossroad Games kind of began. Had you had any inclination earlier that you know, oh, I could 
like let's say five years earlier three years earlier it's like oh i would like to have a business at some point in life or was it just like you had it in paper and you're like actually this is doable how, how did that kind of occur so this is the thing i was always told in my life to be quite practical you know in my sort of fifth sixth year i really wanted to be a comic book artist that was kind of my thing i really wanted to do that and then my dad said no you can't go be practical and i thought all right be practical so then i done professional writing and then i decided nope not going to go to university then decided to to go to college for a bit then i was like yep yep university is definitely not for me went into standard life that whole situation happened but then it ended up at uni anyway and i think when mm. i went into university like you got to get to the point i was like i just gotta get these four years and get a job that was that was literally my mentality was four years get a job just in a call center something you know you know that was it was literally i was like in survival mm. mode i was literally like right four years of just having to you know because alex and you know me like we, we were starting to move on with our lives we were starting to have like financial like responsibilities even while I was in uni, you know, we had bought the flat and stuff like, so it's, so it's really hard to sort of think to yourself, oh, I have the, I have the freedom to, you know, start a business. I have the freedom to, to go do things because you, you, you're, I was literally, we've just got to do this. And I think it was just through the years, years at university, actually like building my skills, building my confidence bit by bit. And it actually got to the point that when I made the business plan, I sat down with Miriam Smith, you know, from the, yeah, from her. the beds, and she's like, you know, yeah, honestly, she was. She sat down, and I told her about it, and she was like, wow. you gotta do it. And I think work, and I think working with Miriam as well really boosted my my confidence again. And doing, and as much as I sometimes say, oh, business competitions, I will say that they they give you so much skills. They they actually get you thinking more proactively about running a business, and they start to make you think. Actually, maybe mm. I can do this actually you know you know what i mean especially when you're talking to other people it gives you like these really positive kind of echo rooms of, of you know you don't feel like as alone and you don't feel like it's as overwhelming like a hill to climb you know i think you'll, you'll sympathize as well like when when you're sitting here and you're thinking oh my gosh registered in a company doing the finance for a company do it you know what i mean especially when you're doing it yourself you're like oh my gosh like i don't have the skills for this uh, but when I went and did the masters, I found out actually I've got quite a few of the skills to actually yeah, do. Yeah, there, there's a degree of yeah. just looking at the the situation, and it's I think especially if you've uh, you've not had the most businessy people around you growing up, because uh, I, I know for myself similarly, very practical uh, parents and kind of, yeah, just you know practical skills. So looking at it, it's like oh, anyone can do this. Like there's nothing stopping you could like you could have the worst idea in the universe, but there's nothing stopping you, and uh, it's surprisingly accessible. It's kind of bizarre in that regard. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, if you had told me that like a month ago I'd be working the job that I am now, I would have said you're nuts. Because I actually think the type of job I have, I think a lot of people would probably give their left arm for. Because I know so many people like you'll you'll sympathise a bit on our course that are looking for jobs where they can actually mm. do what they love, whether that's photography, mm. videography, social media analysis. So it is a little bit like, I thought post-COVID, I was like, oh gosh, how am I going to get a job? How am I going to actually survive? And and now it's now it's kind of happening. 
and it's not just in a call center I'm actually doing a lot of creative things I'm actually able to, to use a lot of my creativity so I, I mean part of me is like oh, that's bonkers how that happened but part of me is like really just excited that you know you know I'm mm. not going to be losing my days you know you know what I mean yeah and I mean that's a huge reason as to why you know the two of us are doing this together <laughs> um because I, I you know I think we both have yeah we both have the skill set to do it by ourselves, but it's kind of there's a you know there's a security in working together but also we can rely on each other um in a way that uh i think is just can only be beneficial to the company um and so far you know i only kind of hate Andy. yeah only only a smidge uh but yeah it's only a smidge <laughs> but yeah it's it's kind of it's miraculous to see how it's all come came together so put me in your head you've chatted to Miriam she's like you need to do this this is the the bee's knees what's your your next moves how t- how did you proceed from from there and... I spent months slithering I will not like wow. the Anton. I wasn't like oh yeah go time like suit up let's let's go for it I spent months going hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. oh I'm not sh- I'm not sh- I'm not sure about this and I kept chanting Miriam and thinking, right, I'm going to produce document after document of what my business is. I'm going to keep evolving it and evolving it and evolving it. And then Miriam's like, oh, I'll just go for a little competition here. And I thought, oh, um, mm, no. And she was like, just do it. You know, the worst, you know, we'll help you get through it. And then I actually got into the competition. And so I sat there with, you know, like eight other people at the table who all had equally if not even more amazing ideas than me. And I thought, oh, panic button, panic mm. button. But as I was, you know, doing stuff, and I think the more I actually dialogued and talked about my idea, it made it seem yeah. more alive. Especially when you start getting, actually getting funding for things. So actually securing funding and pitching for funding and getting funding, you, you start to feel actually, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe this has some legs. Yeah. So it's, it was nice to have that kind of reassurance about your idea so it was just like by entering business competitions by you know like doing like you know by doing the competitions by making a little bit of a profile for myself I actually started doing stuff like I think I did a women's enterprise speech Mm. and that was like a long like true leaf in that an event at Queen Margaret University and true leaf was like the most amazing person to meet and she so far held my hand and she said I think your idea is really good. Oh. And maybe it was maybe it was just the proof <laughs> charm, eh? You know? Like, maybe. When you say it, it makes it sound like everything's gonna go swell. But I, I will I will say that it, it has made my final kind of couple of years at university, I think it gave me so much mm. of an edge over yeah. other other people to actually have had that experience. And I think understanding my course came a lot easier as well by doing things and, and having experience in things. So it, it was just really insane that, you know, that I even did it. But I actually think if I hadn't have done it, I don't think I would have gotten as far as I did or been able to do a master's or, or do anything, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, it, really, it really is a journey. And I think that's why it's getting so sad now is that while I'm juggling things, juggling has to end. 
Hannah can't keep juggling forever. Wow, that's uh, yeah. deep. <laughs> uh, I know as a as a creative person, I talk a lot about the idea of um, you know the 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 sort of the stick with the spinning plate at the top, and it's kind of seeing how many of these spinning plates you can get going. And and I find you know as 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 someone who loves to manage and do a lot, I find that sort of an exciting feeling. But I I think you're right. There comes a a fatigue at some point where you, you know normality and and security and something stationary can be really appealing um and and it's kind of that balance of how do you keep you know being entrepreneurial and and moving forward and exciting whilst also needing a break from from as you say the juggling no definitely i mean when i when i come to juggling and when i've been thinking about things and I'm, even when i was thinking about going on this podcast it's like oh it's kind of ironic going on a, a podcast when you're thinking about in the few months ending your business. But then I thought, actually, that's probably really important because, you know, we all need to talk about the F word, you know, failure. You know, the Lord Voldemort of the entrepreneurial world is, mm. well, I ain't doing that anymore. <laughs> you know, you know that thing I told you about a few months ago that was really exciting? You thought I was bee's knees? Nah, I ain't doing that no more. It, and I think it's really important to actually talk about why that's so much healthier. <laughs> than like like we all have pride as people I think and I'm so I have so much pride of how I did with that and how I developed that but I will say that everything is a learning curve and I think COVID especially was a learning curve for me when all the funding that was sort of lining up like stars Mm. went away yeah and if I was if I was running you know a bog standard business that's fine but I'm running I was planning to run like a social enterprise when with that funding going you know, we're seeing on the news, even as it is, sorry to get slightly political, but, you know, we're seeing that, like, some school meals aren't getting funded in government yeah, down south yeah. for kids. You really think they're going to be funding video games and creativity during a time like this because they're saying this is not the time to discuss it. I think value of speaking about the, the dire side uh, of some of the business experience where uh, I think something that kind of gives me a little bit of peace that it's just part of it, you know, you mentioned about the the possibility of closing down or stuff like that and it's a lot of the people especially through networking and kind of events that you can go to and maybe chat to people who have been a little bit more established quite often if they're the one you're looking at being like oh my god they they did it they got the goal that's that's the aspirational figure there you speak to them and they're like yeah i did like two or three companies and you know some of them did okay some of them failed and then i just like took my learnings and did this one so it's quite often also you don't want to set yourself up for failure but even in failure that is a a massive learning curve and only adds to where you go far forward no literally because you do like you do feel like crap because you do sit there and you're like oh i was telling people how well i was doing a few months ago but at the same time i've got a really good new job i've got a distinction in my master's degree i've got property which could we just take a hot moment to you know thunderous applause i mean you know you did so incredibly well um and and you know i we were definitely inspired in meeting you um and and you've been amazing sort of i think as a as a friend who does business rather than like a business network because i think in that we can talk a bit more openly sorry openly about 
stuff like this, like failure and difficulties. And actually, sometimes you just don't want to do it. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to be open, an open person. I think that's how I want to live my life, is, is if I keep smiling, saying everything's fine to everyone, you, you are not going to get the genuine person behind it, especially in entrepreneurship, because we've got to be these real people for each other. We've got to be the people behind the scenes going, hey, you okay, man? Nah, not doing so well, not doing too hot. Because especially when you go to business competitions or business events, they're so hyped up about entrepreneurship. They'll, they'll literally be smiling at you like, everything's great, everything's great. You know, like, um, Scotland's great for this. You know, we have so many schemes for that. And they make you think that it's this epitome of thing and anything less than that is not an achievement. And, and, and this is the thing, you know, we look at all these success cases and like you said, they fail and fail and fail. But at the end of the day, they learn so much more sharing that story. And we learn so much more with people sharing that story. But I feel like some people kind of put it away in a box. Like, not, like they're like, no, 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 I don't want you mm. to see that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Let, let's talk about your business. And, how, and, and, and the thing is, even if you did have a bad idea, sometimes I feel like these spaces, because they're such echo rooms, they, they, they kind of keep piling and piling on top like my business was a good idea like I still fully believe that but let's talk about practicalities here yeah I know from a theoretical point of view and I know that like doing my whole master's I know that scientifically this works that this will improve children's lives if they do this especially they're from marginalized backgrounds but who's mm. going to fund it mm. how many games are going to get a month for those kids to work on Will everyone want kids to work on this? Am I going to just have to be creating games where the kids aren't working on stuff because I'm going to have to, you know, like fund the company and you know, like feed myself? And when it when it comes down to that, you find yourself saying, actually, it is a good business idea. But let's take it back a notch because, I, I, you know, I've set up the company. It's been a couple, like probably 2018, I, I set it up. And I've been developing it over two years. And it's having having enough for yourself to say, actually, when yeah. when is it enough? I think it's it's kind of um, interesting to see where, uh, for yourself, uh, you know, kind of having been a little bit pointed away from this kind of entrepreneurial stuff early on with the kind of idea of being practical is kind of circled round and kind of made you a stronger entrepreneur overall and this has been quite a, a fun and uh, insightful conversation with you Hannah and um, as we kind of shuffle out here I was wondering do you have any way for our, our listeners if they, they want to kind of connect with you or learn more about what you're up to where would be the, the best place to, to find out or get in touch? Well you can probably go onto my LinkedIn profile just Hannah Gordon you can see me I work at AHUM but if they were actually wanting like to follow stuff probably nothing much I you find that I'm quite a private person at the moment especially though that I do have my crucial gains account but as I've discussed with you you know I'm looking to maybe slightly <laughs> kill that 
there might be some re re reshuffling i believe the corporate it, it, it won't be murder it'll be the you know the phoenix rising from the ashes that's the way to look at it that everything has its time and it's only something better will come from it well you know what i'm planning to do actually it's not full-on murder it's more like maiming <laughs> like that everyone's gonna come on to, everyone's gonna come onto this podcast and be like murder no i'm planning to put this in a storming so that is for so you know i talked to miriam i said look i'm needing this i need to survive post-covid everything's dried up and she says try putting your business into dormancy and i mm. think i'm going to do that because i think if you look at it in a few years when i've got more connections more skills more stuff yeah. to do i think i might take that business in a totally different direction but for now i'm working on the demo and when the demo's complete, that will be released because I've said I'm not going to let that. Fantastic. That one's like, that one's at least going to. So you will see that. So yeah, LinkedIn, I'd say. LinkedIn, Hannah Gordon. Oh, wasn't that lovely, Anton? Absolutely. It's, um, it's lovely that she's not only just such an incredible uh, entrepreneur but also just a friendly face and good friend she's always been really good with us but when i know we've done a little bit of work with her that she's always been super realistic about what she can do um and especially early on when we had a lot of questions and a lot of just like how do you do this she was really great at talking us through um a couple different systems and and just i mean generally being lovely Oh, I love her. I love her so much. Yeah, and it's um, it's kind of nice to have a kind of grounded look at uh, entrepreneurship, and it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how they they do. Because I'm, as as we can tell, uh, they're they're only just filling every minute of the day with yeah. creative endeavors. So, going to be excited to see what they get up to on LinkedIn. And yeah, another fantastic episode of the BizPod, which, um. Yeah, really fantastic, eh? Yeah, our, our little our little venture is really starting to grow. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of us. Uh, and uh, talking about ventures, if you want to learn more about our, our main venture, Naka Media, we have a website at nakamedia.co.uk and a suite of social media. Yeah, you can catch us on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn as Naka Media LLP. And... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the ravens to rest this week. Yeah, but, uh, respectfully, they're a bit tired. Um, so, you big know. Big moods. Yeah, they'll, 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 make, they'll get back to us next time. Yeah, and uh, if you've joined us this far and enjoyed the podcast, if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could please drop us a little wee review, tell us what you love, what you hate, and uh, give, you, give us your, your thoughts. We would love to hear from you. Uh, but otherwise, I, I think this is uh, an until next time. Hope to see you on the next episode of the, the BizPod. Bye for now. Au revoir. Don't get hit by a car. Oh. Crossroad games, the games of not getting hit by a car.